the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Well, it's Friday, Americans. I'm glad you're here. So we can talk about Spartacus. So we can talk about Spartacus. I looked for a dead whale story that was put into a dumpster and didn't fit, but I couldn't find anything, so I got no choice but to start with Spartacus. Cory Booker, of course. He's got to be exhausted. I mean, all week. No, I'm telling you, I am Spartacus. And all the sacrifices that he's making. I mean, I'm glad I have, in today's world, a chance to... Point to my kids, real heroes. Son, he is Spartacus. And see and see that guy, you know, in the Nike ad? He's he's practically Martin Luther King. The sacrifice today is incredible. You know, but Spartacus is doing it for the greater good. You know, someone someone who's willing to step up and lead. But first, you have to create that I am Spartacus moment, and Cory Booker, I think, has done it. He's got to be exhausted between all of the grandstanding that he's been doing during the Kavanaugh, you know, uh, hearings, and now out on the campaign trail, laboring, laboring, dare I say it, laboring in the fields for the Democrats, which is really the way the Democrats like that. But anyway, Democrats, he's out there for you in Nevada. Bringing out, you know, the rubbing of elbows, you know, with the common folk, you know, all of them, I'm sure, wearing a bracelet that says WWSD. What would Spartacus do? Well, I think we know. Spartacus would run for president. Now, Cory Booker, now this, I think New York Magazine had to pull this out of him. They asked him, brave, brave question. So... You, would you think about running for the presidency? What is the humble, the humble Cory Booker, the man who you had to practically drag the I am Spartacus out of him? Uh, what was uh, what was his response? Quote, of course, the presidency is something I would consider. <laughs> it would be irresponsible not to consider it. It would be irresponsible not to consider it. You know, when the people speak like this, I mean, and you are graced with being Cory Booker, it is really irresponsible for me not to consider uh, leading the peasants uh, out of their plight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there's nothing quite like old-fashioned virtuous martyrdom. I, I, I haven't seen it since Jesus, and... Uh, and it's when it's authentic like it was with Jesus and Cory Booker, it's 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 stunning. Now, if you're Cory Booker, um, <clears throat> I don't think you need to paint yourself as uh, such a responsible, sacrificial guy when you get the New York magazine profiles, uh, especially the one like this. The actual headline is, can I get a hug? Cory Booker's got a lot of love to give and and he's betting that's that's what it's going to take to win in 2020. Oh my gosh. So he has responsibility. He's Spartacus and he has a lot of love. 
I mean, Democrats, you got to just skip the whole convention process and, and hand the nomination to Cory Booker right now because I, I think he's the one. <clears throat> I think he's the one to beat Donald Trump. Oh, it's going to work. <clears throat> Take that again. Stations edit that part out. I think it's going to work. After all, he's Spartacus. Now, the New York Magazine puff piece doesn't stop at the headline. Um, it, it, it goes further. It, uh, it compares Booker to Mr. Rogers. And uh, Booker, I'm quoting, Booker is radically, almost comically, out of step with Trump's kind of politics. On a human level being, uh, a human being level, he is, um, he's an unlikely person. I mean, he is, unlike anybody else who has made this serious bid for the presidency in our, in our lifetime, he's probably the most genuine. Wow. I don't think he's Spartacus. He may be God. So, in addition to being the most responsible pro-hug human being ever to grace the campaign trail, ever, ever, at least in our lifetime, Booker also has the amazing vision for the country. Um, he, he he wants to legalize marijuana nationwide, which I think is on the top of everybody's list. Go ahead, say it. Try to deny it. You can't. Uh, he wants to provide medical, uh, Medicare for all, which is what we said that Barack Obama was leading us uh, into because Obamacare wouldn't work, and so we would be stuck with universal government health care, you know, Medicare for all. Uh, and they called me a racist for saying that. I, I don't... Well, maybe it's because I wasn't Spartacus. He also wants to guarantee federal jobs for every American that needs one. Now, as a junior senator, that is not easy to pull off. But as Spartacus, as President Spartacus, last night, I believe, even Spartacus wept. Most wept with joy. But I think he wept without out-and-out fear. Because, of course, we all know the only one that could possibly beat Spartacus just might be the next president of the United States, Baker Mayfield. It's Friday, September 21st. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Are we pandering to Cleveland? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing today? Is it? I'm just, you, you tell me that there isn't some politician Somebody in the in the Democratic Party before they realized he was from Texas, somebody in the Democratic Party that didn't see that last night went, he could win. He could win Ohio. <laughs> Put him on he v- at least Ohio. VP. I'm, throw him on there as I, VP. I mean, throw him on, yeah, let's talk to him. They were I bet they were on the ground before they had that chair of the chain off of the Bud Lights. Yeah, I think they were on the ground. Nancy Pelosi's like, "Get me a plane! Get me a plane!" He wouldn't constitutionally qualify, of course. But when has that ever stopped a Democrat before? Uh, Why would he constitutionally oh, he's qualify? Be, right, he's got to be thirty-five to be president of the United States. Oh, we don't care about okay. stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh, that's good. No, what we care about—he's is... the guy who can lead us out of the darkness. Well, now saw. again, I, I think he's from Texas, but then again, you know, for the for the um, you know just just you know for the heck of it, I throw in so is so is 
Uh, what's his name? Robert Francis. Oh, Robert Beto. Francis O'Rourke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't like to call him Beto oh, on this network. Oh, wee little Robert Francis Beto. <laughs> Cory, I'm so glad you brought up Cory Booker to start the show. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. absolutely fascinated by the way he is handling uh, the current situation with Brett Kavanaugh. Because here is a guy who is currently saying we must find out the truth about this uh, accusation that has been made against Brett Kavanaugh that he may, back uh, 36 years ago, have groped a a girl uh, when he was a teenager. Mm. And that's a serious accusation. We must know the answer to it. Now, there's no evidence supporting it, right? Right, right. But but there is like her accusation and and it should be aired out and we should know exactly what's going on. And he's been the one like at the top of the list calling for this and harassing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kavanaugh to try to get him to be pressured into saying something stupid or stepping down. Now, is he is he saying that if you did something like this, you can't, of course, serve in a position of power like like Supreme Court justice? Yeah, right. Because, I mean, how could you, Glenn? I mean, you're one of nine there. You understand? You're one of yeah. nine in a very important role. And if you can't right. show the judgment to stop groping people when you're a teenager, obviously you should not be in a position sure. of so power one of like nine would that. Be, one of nine right, would be one bad. One of nine. One bad. of nine would be bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, it's an interesting thing, as he ex- everybody expects. Even he's basically telling you he's running for president in 2020. Mm-hmm. Which is one of one. I just want to... One of one, right? It would be even a higher level gig than the Supreme Court. Right. Um, Right. He himself has admitted admitted to groping a 15-year-old girl when he was a teenager. The exact same thing Brett Kavanaugh is accused of, Cory Booker has admitted to in his own writings. Not only has he admitted to them... He's done it more recently than Brett Kavanaugh is accused of doing it. Oh, my God. What is, which is kind of interesting. The other thing well, that's... In- no, it's interesting to you as a conservative. It's interesting to half of the country. Mm-hmm. It's a racist smear to the other half. Really? And completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little like Keith Ellison. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, exactly. I think they. I think. It's I, I think different. I can understand. Mm-hmm. I think I can understand how how uh, Democrats look at these stories. When Cory Booker does it, it, you know, of course, it's racist to point it out. Uh, if if Keith Ellison does it, there's no evidence of that. I mean, except for the the uh, text messages, the videotape. Uh, the documentation the audio, from the hospital, the, it looks like now. Uh, documentation from the hospital. Mm-hmm. But other than that, other than that, it's not credible. Right, exactly. Now, when Brett Kavanaugh, there is no indication outside of her saying it this year. Remember, people are like, oh, well, she said it in 2012. She said something happened in 2012. She did not b- name Brett Kavanaugh in 2012. And it was also right, recorded her... with the wrong number of accusers in 2012. So right, the idea right. that that story is the same is highly questionable at all. But mm-hmm. it's okay. Let's say it's happened in 2012. Cory, uh, uh, excuse me, 1982. Cory Booker in 1984 um, wrote about a story. It was New Year's Eve, 1984. He said, as we fumbled upon the bed, he's dealing with a, a girl here. I remember debating my next move as if it was a chess game with the Top Gun slogan ringing in my head. Back to that in a second. I slowly reached for her breast. After having my hand pushed away once, I reached my mark. 
He goes on to say, next week in school, the girl he, he groped told, her, told me she was drunk that night and didn't know what she was doing. Remember, she's 15 at the time of this incident. Uh, he also then later on wrote in 1992 about this incident. He had written, uh, I raised my noble pen. He was Spartacus even back then. I raised wow. my noble pen to address the noble. issue of date rape. And then I realized that the person holding that pen wasn't so noble after all. Again, he's oh essentially God. admitting to date rape in the column. With this issue, as with oh. so many others, a dash of sincere introspection has revealed to me a dangerous gap, a gap between my beliefs and my actions. Uh, Spartacus, Spartacus, tell me it's not so. Say it ain't so, Sparty. Um, it's interesting to look at this, too, for multiple reasons. Uh, and I think, you know, look, would you say... What's the, the only difference here would be, in theory, if Brett Kavanaugh had done this, well, Cory Booker's admitted it, and maybe he had dealt with the problem. Of course, that's we all know if, if in 1992, Brett Kavanaugh had written a story just like this about how he groped a woman, this would be a huge, a huge issue, and he'd be in real trouble in the Supreme Court because the Democrats would take that standard that they're not applying to Cory Booker and apply it to Brett Kavanaugh. But this well, is... Well, the Democrats... Hang on just a second. Sure. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's not necessary. You don't know. I do know. Because no, you don't. You don't know certitude. Because the the Democratic leadership might have been so busy beating their girlfriend and that's berating her true. that true. they may not have noticed. That's certainly possible. Okay. I think we have to right. keep that possibility open uh, after yes. the news. Um, yes. But here's another thing that's really bothering me about this story. Mm-hmm. Cory Booker says, uh, "I remember debating my next move as if it were a chess game." With the Top Gun slogan ringing in my head, I slowly reach for her breast. What on earth is the Top Gun slogan? Does anyone have any idea what the Top Gun slogan is? If you were to say, what is the Top Gun slogan, what, what would be ringing in your head? I mean, I, uh, maybe I, he meant the theme song. I don't song? know. You'll, never, right? you'll like, never age. You'll never age like that guy on the screen. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> uh, I think he's made a pact with the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that, what is the talk? What is the Top Gun slogan? As far as I can tell, there's no such thing as the Top Gun slogan. I'm thinking he might have mean meant the Top Gun theme, right? The the kind of the 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 that sort of 80s guitar solo played okay, while they're yeah, like walking right. towards the plane. Maybe that I don't know. Or Highway okay. to the Danger Zone, which apparently could, could be that as well. Uh, the problem with Cory Booker's memory here. And it's interesting as we, we, we claim this woman in 1982 remembers this incident perfectly. She, of course, knows everything. Now, she doesn't know where it was. She doesn't know what house it was at. She doesn't know how she got to the house. She doesn't know what month it was in. But she remembers this so vividly. This vivid recollection is what it's been called. Just, yes, I know. <laughs> right. You remember this? Now, this is, only, this yeah. is not 36 years <clears throat> after the incident for Cory Booker. It's eight years after the incident. 1994, and he's writing about it in 1992. With the Top Gun mm-hmm. slogan ringing in my head, I slowly reached for her breast. The minor issue here in 1984, Top Gun would not come out for 18 months. <laughs> Top Gun came out in 1986. He couldn't have mm-hmm. possibly known what the Top Gun slogan was because it yeah, wasn't but that a thing. might have just been that might have just been <laughs> literary from his noble pen. Oh, that's true. He was <laughs> just, he had a noble pen, and sometimes noble pens do that. They do. He's yeah. and you know what? The pen is really not his weapon of choice. Spartacus uses a spear. Mm. The, so, the pen is mightier than the spear, Glenn. 
I think is we it? all know that. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. His well, noble and autonomous pen essentially made all of these mistakes and admitted to date rape. But no, let's hear his criticism of Brett Kavanaugh, who has not admitted to anything. Well, he's. I'm sure he's going to. Soon as he answers to the, all of the charges and, and her testimony... You know, before her testimony, uh, they are saying. By the way, she which, may testify next week. Now, yeah, no, I, I know, and I we've got to go over the conditions that she's laid out because I think they're very reasonable. Uh, he's got a, he has to answer to her testimony before she speaks and testifies, Defense which I think goes very, first. That's how tra- yeah, trials will always work. Of course it does. Always work. Of course it does. Can you answer the charges that have not been stated yet? No, I can't. Your Honor, he cannot answer to the charges. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Casper. I cannot wait. I get onto a plane today and I leave beautiful, sunny California. Oh, I'll... Well, I wasn't going to say, I was going to say miss you, but let's just move on from here. So we're, uh, we're flying back home and I get to sleep on my Casper mattress tonight, which I am... Very excited about. Um, I can sleep all the way through. Here's an idea. I can sleep. Casper mattress. Switch to a Casper mattress. If you're looking for a new mattress, at least try it. High quality mattress at a very affordable price. You will sleep cool and comfortable every night. When you sleep away from your Casper mattress, I think you appreciate it even more. I know I do. Casper will ship free uh, in a small little box right to your door. You open up the box. Warning. It's like the, uh, you know, can of snakes. Open it up where you want your mattress. Um, you open it up. You sleep on it. Sleep on it for 100 nights. If you don't love it, you call them up and say, I don't like this. And they'll come and they'll pick it up and refund every penny. Casper. Go to Casper.com slash Glenn. Casper. Did I just threaten myself with slashing? Uh, Casper.com slash Glenn. And use the promo code GLENN for $50 off the purchase of the select mattress. That's Casper.com slash Glenn. Somebody call the somebody call the FBI and investigate this because he's making threats against himself. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome to the program. It is uh it's it's great to be here. Um, uh, Stu. Yes. I thought I thought last night um, uh, Cleveland, the you know, well, the team with the brown costumes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know your sports. I'm, I'm curious, were you what? kidnapped last night and forced to watch the game? Why do you know who Baker Mayfield is? Why do you know? Because I get well? up in the morning. I get up in the morning and I read things. I read things that that other people don't read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No one in Cleveland so, like, was interested in that. No, game no, no, last night. no, no. I read things like the New York Times. I read things like the Huffington Post. And then I also read, of course, all the stuff that I usually read on the right. And I am not a complete imbecile. I do pay attention to the world of sports when it is about sports. Now, I think we have a gift from Cleveland. We have a story that is not political yet. This is the greatest. This is this moment doesn't happen that right now there are no political ties to it. Although I do believe Bud 
has made a huge mistake. Bud Light? Huge mistake. Bud Light. They just tweeted, Mayfield, first in his line, breaker of chains. Oh, boy. Funny. But, oh, boy. Here we go. Back. Mercury. Uh, by the way, I'm uh, I'm just uh, tweeting uh, "addicted to outrage" starter kit. Uh, you can uh, check it out right now at uh, glennbeck.com, and it's just a little kit that will show you exactly. Uh, you know, if you're if you're new to the outrage thing, if you're new to the postmodernism game, uh, <clears throat> I found a little video for you uh, today, and it's a great way to begin your outrage and teach yourself how to be pissed off about things that absolutely do not matter at all so what i've posted is a uh as a little picture of a of a bug uh don't know what kind of bug it is but it is one of god's animals uh and uh, it's on a white piece of paper and it's kind of fascinating because this 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 bug can't move on the white piece of paper if you draw a black line on it it sees it as a barrier so somebody is uh is i mean i've I've, did you ever see anything like this are you watching this still yeah it's very strange is it strange yeah i i I did not know that so so what i have tweeted here is you know your starter kit if you want to you know want to addict others to outrage you want to be outraged uh, and you just want to start to have some real fun screaming and and calling people names what you do is a first thing you do step one Watch the video. Step two, notice that the guy holding the pen is white. Step three, notice the white man's domination and use of animals for his sick, cruel game, using them as playthings, trapping them. Four, tweet outrage. Make sure you use labels, uh, mention all appropriations, triggers, etc., then the most important step is do not allow yourself to dismiss this video. Do not allow yourself just to go, huh, and move on. Don't allow yourself to even be sucked into the lies that it's a stupid bug and a guy with a pen who noticed something kind of cool. Don't, don't, don't. And respond with even greater charges to responses. So there's your starter kit for outrage today. I want you to see the little uh, the little bug. You can follow me at Glenn Beck uh, and uh, tweet your your outrage and get it all out. Mm. You know, let's let's get to the bottom, really, of this oppression of this uh, poor little animal. That mm. this white man is torturing. My understanding is that uh, in 1983, Brett mm-hmm. Kavanaugh uh, not only did uh, drew a bunch of lines and made the bug avoid the lines because they thought there were barriers, he drew a complete circle around the bug. The bug believed. Oh it was my trapped. gosh! He, so he went insane. Mm-hmm. The bug probably went insane. You know, it's. Um, I, I didn't want to mention this during the 2012 election. Uh, but Mitt Romney cares so little. You know that he cares so little about animals because he, you know, he 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 tied his dog, probably not even in a cage, just tied him to the roof of his car as the family went on vacation. Uh, you know, back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as if that's oh, I not that. enough. I I didn't bring it up, and I feel bad that I didn't bring this up. Now I don't remember where this happened. Uh, I don't know exactly when this happened. 
I don't even know what kind of dog he had, um, you know, and I have no witnesses. But uh, I saw him stop on the roadside someplace in America, some summer or winter or sometime. And uh, he was killing animals. He was killing animals uh, with tweezers. I saw him do it. Oh my he was gosh. cruel. I believe it. He, he would take he would take these animals. They were just riding on the back of his dog. And he would take these animals and he would pluck them off with a tweezer and then he would set them on fire. Really? That's yes. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Well, and you know, that's you, what he did. You didn't have the strength to bring up that allegation in 2012, but thankfully, well, people don't think ticks are people too. No, that's true. And uh, mm-hmm. and we all know now that that's just a lie. Luckily, you brought it Started up before the Senate election, and now we can <laughs> stop him from entering the Senate in Utah. Well, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. I, uh, you know, I I hate to say it, Mitt, uh, but uh, you know, that's 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 the mark of a serial killer, don't you think? Picking any animal and, uh, you know, with tweezers, torturing them, picking them up, making sure, oh, don't don't leave the head there when you pick them up. Who says that? And then set them on fire. Bad and calling people. them names, mm-hmm. taking taking this animal and just calling it a bloodsucker. <laughs> I mean, that's sick. That is sick. It really is. Uh, <clears throat> did you see this? Cabin so, on, Glenn, did you see this? Yeah, cabin real quick. Just to, to wrap that up. I know we were talking about it last break. Um, yeah. Uh, so they asked the question, do you think the allegation of sexual assault against Kavanaugh generally is or is not credible? Do you think so, it's, a- you know, this is what's what's amazing mm-hmm. is the difference between men and women on this poll, because you look at the men and you're like, you know, look at them, look at them. Bastards. What was it? Like twenty six, twenty eight percent, twenty eight percent of men think you're like only think, of course, you know, go ahead. Twenty eight percent believe it's credible. Uh, of right. men that's unbelievable only only 20 only 28 percent mm-hmm. and you know why because it, it, it at least at least 68 percent of men have raped women at some point in, in their life so you're taking a stance that a, that there's a man that has not raped a woman that's a, that's a i know i believe. don't mean to be controversial mm-hmm. i just no i'm not saying that okay, okay? Mm-hmm. i don't want to deal with the the blowback <laughs> on that every man is raped maybe these are men who have, you know, who have atoned for it. Mm, that might be it. That might be it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting about this... Or they're Nazis, because mm-hmm. there there's at least 28% of men that are Nazis. Right. But go right. ahead. Oh, uh, when it comes to women, so it's 28% of men find the Kavanaugh allegation credible. Only yeah, look tw- at this one, America. Only 25% of women believe yeah. it's credible. Less. Yeah. So less Wait. women believe Hold it's it. credible than men, according to the poll, which was done by the Huffington Wait. Post... Uh, that so is good. that is the most incredible thing I've I've heard. I, I read that yesterday afternoon, and I saw the Huffington Post. Mm. Only twenty five percent of women believe this. I would love now, to. I would love to know if I'm alone in this. In that, that is completely consistent with the people I have talked to in just regular anecdotal life about the Me Too movement since it began. It's I, I, every time I hear the oh I can't believe you know the the typical thing you'd expect from some Me Too denier uh, you know women do this stuff all the time I used to know women who did this I know a woman who did this this the, and this to some man that she wanted revenge on blah 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 women it's are much worse on women always women saying it it's incredible yeah. and it's like you know I don't know if it's because men 
men might believe the same thing but are terrified to say anything about it or they might know those mm-hmm. same stories but they don't want to bring it up because it's going to cause them problems mm-hmm. but women are much more likely i've found at least to just to to willingly offer the opinion unprompted like I, it's not like i go to parties and I'm like hey by the way let's talk about the latest developments in the me too movement this is something that women are bringing up because it's a big issue in their lives and constantly i hear my friend in high school my friend in college this girl i used to know at work blah 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 same types of things saying they you know faked pregnancies and uh, accused them of things they didn't do and said they were too drunk when they weren't and all of these things and look women are awful so are men we're all awful we all do awful things the idea that you should believe all women because of their genitals is a ridiculous idea of course there's bad women and of course there's bad men we know all of these things to be true and yet we're we're asked to deny um and this is i think glenn to your to your point about your and you were making your book uh, pitch a minute ago it's postmodernism in action we're all supposed to deny these things that we know are true Everybody knows that there are good people, good men, good women, bad men, bad women. We all know it. So so to say you should believe a gender based on the idea that they've got a certain set of uh, private parts is not only insulting, but it's completely against all that we know of human nature. And that's postmodernism. Here's let me show you the subtle manipulation uh, of uh, of opinion in in America and in the mainstream media. Let's play CNN, ask women if they believe Kavanaugh. So Randy Kay from CNN uh, goes to Florida and asks five, not women, five Republican women asking if they believe Kavanaugh. Here's the audio tape. A show of hands. How many of you believe Judge Kavanaugh when he says this didn't happen? I believe him. I believe him. I, I, I do believe him. I, I believe him. How can we believe the word of a woman or something that happened 36 years ago when this guy has an impeccable reputation? And was it nobody, she- nobody that has spoken ill will about him. Everyone that speaks about him, this guy's an altar boy, you know, a scout. He's, you know, because one woman made an allegation. Sorry, I don't buy it. Why would she come forward if this wasn't true? Because it has basically destroyed her family. She's had to move. She's gone undercover. She's gotten death threats. Um, so if she's lying, why come forward? She's also oh. destroying his life, his mm-hmm. wife's mm-hmm. lives, his children's yeah. lives, mm-hmm. his Daughters. career. Mm-hmm. I mean, why didn't she come out sooner if she's telling the truth? Why didn't she come out when he was going into the Bush White House? Why didn't she come out when he's been a federal judge exactly. for over a decade? Does something that allegedly happened some 30 plus years ago matter today? You can't judge the character of a man based on what he did at 17. And I would hate to think that 30, 40 years later, somebody's going to destroy your life because somewhere at some party, you, it's not right, but maybe you touch somebody the way you were not supposed to. Okay, so why would CNN do this? Why would CNN uh, talk to just five Republican women? Well, because for a couple of reasons. So you can have people watch and go, look at those damn Republicans. I am so much better. We as Democrats, we are so much better than those guys. Look at them making excuses, yada, yada, yada. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That sounds that sounds pretty good. Why, again, wouldn't you ask all the American people? Why wouldn't you put three Democrats, three Republicans Probably because only 25%, if you put four Republicans in a, uh, Democrats in a room, 
it's very, very likely that still only one quarter of them, because by population, 25% of women. So you can't just ask random women, because only one out of four believe it. So instead, get five people, make sure they're Republicans, because then they'll be the only ones seen on television denying it, which leaves you the impression, oh my gosh, look at these Republicans. They'll just say and do anything. <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, man, it's, it's amazing, too. I love the question. That she just had no idea. She can't even think of a reason. Why? Now, again, I don't know the allegation. I don't know that this is her motivation. But of course, we can all guess if she is making it up. Let's just say for a moment, let's consider the possibility that it's not true. I know this is not something the media has done in any way, but let's consider mm -hmm. the possibility that it's not true. Can you think of why she might do it? Can you think of why she might do it, even though it ruins her family? Well, why would she do it, Glenn? Can you think of any outlying possibility, any crazy theory as to why someone would fake an allegation about a Supreme Court justice a week before he's going to be confirmed and a couple months before an election that might overturn the possibility of a Republican Supreme Court? What, can you think well, of I'm, anything? I'm having a... No, I'm having a hard time, but let me just throw this let's throw this on the table just for consideration. Um, she was a co-signer of a letter back uh, earlier in the summer. She she works for an organization that takes millions of dollars from George Soros's Open Society specifically to stop Brett Kavanaugh from becoming Supreme Court justice. Oh, uh, wait, I still I don't get the tie. I can't. Okay, can you okay, think of any, right. It's ruining her family. Why would you do such a thing? I, I know. OK, because she's a, 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 a possibility of being a zealot uh, for, you know, the Democratic progressive uh, left that, you know, just uh, wants to smear anybody yeah. who, who could possibly overturn Roe versus Wade, which would make her a hero. Right. I mean, it, of course, like, uh, take your morals out of this for a second, Glenn. Say you're yeah. completely you're 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 a Washington operative, right? A bad mm -hmm. a bad person. Don't care about morals. Don't care about that. You care about the ends justifying the means. Right. Let's just say that I'm not saying that this is mm -hmm. this person, but to create a, a, an idea of that, of how stupid that question is. If you had no morals and didn't care, you had no scruples, you don't care about destroying someone else's life. You don't care about lying. Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you fake an allegation? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's not going to be repercussions. They will embrace her on the other side. They, they're still, to this day, embracing people who have fake. Al Sharpton is still saying he wasn't wrong about Tawana Brawley. Still. So <clears throat> I, th I think, to be l less uh, pessimistic than you, I don't even think you have to have no scruples. You just have to believe in abortion and women's rights to the point to you're willing to sacrifice anything for it and just that means. you will go you will go out saying well i am spartacus let me tell you now about uh, Tika Tuari and uh, Palm Beach Letter. Tika Tuari is running a crypto course with us. 97% of the people who have taken the crypto course have given a four or five star rating. 97%. People have been uh, asking us for a long time, what is blockchain? How does it work? What is, uh, what is cryptocurrency? Why do you think that this is such a game changer? How would be a game changer? What's happening to Bitcoin? Well, we have the answers for you. 
It's an education course right now, and and Tika Tawari is one of the leaders in this film uh, or in this uh, field, and he will tell you exactly what all of that stuff is, how it works, and why it's important. Um, you know, whether you invest in in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency is up to you. Everyone, I think, should have at least a hundred dollars in Bitcoin. This whatever it is that you can afford to lose. Let's like go into Vegas. Put it in Bitcoin. But you need to understand why it's going to change the world. 877-PBL-BECK. 877-PBL-BECK. Go there now and take the Smart Crypto Course or go to smartcryptocourse.com. Unbelievable. Someone take the president's phone away from him. Please. President has just tweeted a couple of things about Brett Kavanaugh's accuser. And then Joe Biden tweets, you know, uh, the, the, the Brett Kavanaugh's it's, it's like watching deliverance. Oh, dear. Cacocracy. Look it up. Cacocracy. That's what we're living Glenn in now. Back. Mercury. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Glenn Beck. Let's start with Bill O'Reilly on uh, his uh, program in in just a second. Bill O'Reilly coming up. This week, we've been in the City of Angels, broadcasting directly from Los Angeles. This is Southern California. As I grew up in Seattle, Washington, I I always wanted to live in California. I still kind of do. If Sacramento was not part of California, if they would just take all of the politicians and the politics and Hollywood and move them to New York, I would love to live here. But I don't know how people do it. I really don't. God bless you. There's so many conservatives here <clears throat> that just don't admit that they're conservative. Just just keep it quiet. This is some uh, this is home to some of the most virtue, you know, pompous virtue signaling liberals in the entire nation. Maybe the entire world. The the, the virtue signaling here is off the charts. Even the French say, well, they're a little snotty, huh? They don't just talk about how incredibly awesome and more virtuous than they are than the rest of us. They back it up by regulating the crap out of everything. Some of the most ridiculous laws you've ever heard. Some of my favorites. It's a crime to ride a bicycle in a swimming pool. Which is kind of a you know bummer because I like to swim and bike and I don't have the time. So I like to do it both at the same time. You know, there's nothing like riding your, you know, your 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 BMX in a pool. It's it's, you know, just for people who are super super athletic like me. Two, illegal to curse on a mini golf course. Is it possible to play golf, any form of golf, and not curse? Three, dogs are not allowed to mate within 500 yards of a church or a school. I know, I've been talking to my dog. Do you realize how close we are to a school? Stop humping that other dog. 
You break this law. You break this law and you fine you face a $500 fine and or 6 months in prison. By the way, I would your honor, I wasn't humping near the school the dog was. Why am I going to prison? If you're a pooch trotting along, uh, you know, near a church or a school and you happen to hear the sweet melodic sounds of Barry White and all of a sudden that poodle is walking in slow motion. Stay away, man. Run for the cold swimming pool as long as there's not a bike in it. This is California. The biggest and probably most uh, 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 economically challenging and damaging uh, laws are the environmental laws. Kind of like the new law that makes it illegal, illegal to take a shower and do your laundry on the same day. Oh, this is great. Don't laugh. That's a real law. How about the stringent emission laws that corporations have to deal with? But it's it's kind of funny for all the fierce rhetoric that comes from everybody in Hollywood, uh, you know, uh, to the San Fernando, uh, San Fernando Valley regarding the climate change and militant environmentalism. Because I'm here this week, and this place looks like a crap hole. I mean, it it really, I mean, it's dirty, nasty, garbage everywhere. Have you walked down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard? Wow, that's lovely. I mean, if, if you can make it by, honest to God, in Hollywood, doing some business uh, this week, walking down, everybody's like, is that guy smoking crack? Of course he is. Of course he is. Everybody's smoking crack. Try taking a drive down the 405 or any freeway in the L.A. area. Bumper to bumper, it's a mess. You you want to roll your windows down because it's so nice, but no, you really don't because of the, you know, all of the earth-saving chemicals that are being pumped out of the back of that bus. So, what is the after effect of all of these virtuous laws? It's making things better, right? Several years ago, the state of California offered drivers of low or zero emission cars for the opportunity to drive in the carpool lane. All they had to do was just do one thing. They wanted to encourage more people to buy electric cars, saving the environment. Now, it just happens that they also gain some revenue by, you know, having to buy those cute little zero emissions carpool eligible permits that they put on the car but that didn't have anything to do with it california is not looking to bilk its people no it's not which brings me to the um the newest law the california remember those little stickers that you had to buy so you could you know so you could you could buy uh, a really expensive car overpay it overpay for it and then uh, and then drive in the carpool lane well, the legislature has just passed a, a, a new law stating that the low-emission carpool decals that you purchased, yeah, those ones are no longer valid. And so don't use the carpool lane unless you want to come back to the state today because they have a brand new low-emissions uh, sticker for your car. Now, again, I mean, they're doing this just because it saves something for the environment it has nothing to do with the state making more money you know has absolutely no uh, nothing to do with that more money on the registration fees which are coming uh are now the highest in the country coming from a state with the highest taxes the money on the new low emission carpool permit yep 
They like that. And the sales tax if you buy a new car. So the state's getting richer, Californians are getting poorer, and all in the name of environmentalism and climate change. But it's all for the virtue, right? Has anybody noticed that the cities that are run by progressives for decades are hell holes? Has anyone ever noticed that? It's hard not to when you're in some places in California and don't even get me started with pooperoni on the streets of San Francisco. It's Friday, September 21st. Oh, You're listening right. to the Glenn Beck Program. I've been tracking what they call dark money. Now, dark money is... A racist. ...are donations that flow into groups that target people for destruction. I'm a good example. All right, one of the groups that attacked me was called Color of Change, okay? Now, no idea they show up with signs, get O'Reilly out, fire O'Reilly. They were funded. They were paid to do it, okay? It took us a while to track it, but that's what happened. There are literally dozens of these groups, most of them on the left, the far left. I guess the conservatives have a few of them, but I'm not, not really aware of them. This is a, this is a far left movement led by George Soros, the billionaire, to funnel money into very various agencies to destroy people with whom the far left disagrees. Judge Kavanaugh. So Bill O'Reilly started in on this uh, yesterday. We talked about it um, yesterday as well. But in case you missed it, we wanted to get Bill O'Reilly on and compare notes on what he has seen with Judge Kavanaugh and the George Soros money and how it ties to Dr. Ford. Welcome to the program, Bill O'Reilly. All right, Doc, but let me put down my copy of Addicted to Outrage. All right. Oh, my gosh. I've been reading it at 6 in the morning. Very good. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you know, we are, uh, we're in a time now where I think it's a tipping point. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this Kavanaugh thing comes out, but I think people are paying attention. Here's, here's my question. Who's paying um, Dr. Ford's lawyers, Christine Ford's lawyers? Who's paying? She's not paying them. Who's paying them? Why isn't the press looking into that? Um, who's behind this movement? Um, these lawyers are radical leftists. Why did she hire them? If you were an aggrieved American, it, the first law firm you're going to go to is, is somebody that uh, is tied in with George Soros. Katz, her main lawyer, works on a uh, foundation that Soros basically funds. This is where you're going. So none of it adds up. Um, and people have got to pay attention to it. So, Bill, I have um, the the American people have just been a Huffington Post poll has been taken in the American people. Twenty eight percent of men uh, believe her. Only twenty five percent of women believe her out of that number of the twenty five percent. How many do you think are are only saying this how many actually do you think actually believe her and how many are just political zombies that guy i can't possibly answer that i mean it's speculation but what i can tell you is this you mentioned the virtuous left out in california 
And that's who's driving Judge Kavanaugh's guilty, even though they have no blank and clue whether he's guilty or not. But because they feel good about destroying Kavanaugh, primarily because of abortion, um, they can say whatever they want to say. Due process? No, 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 no. Did you hear the other night back that Chris Cuomo on CNN said, you know what, due process, presumption of innocence, that's just in courts. That's not that's not really an American society. That's not in our Where do you think where does Chris Cuomo think we got the laws? Right, we codified exactly. we codified what society feels is right and just. Wrote right, it down and that. said this is who we are. It's worse than that. The founding fathers fought a war because they wanted a just society because King George wasn't just in their opinion. And part of the just society is, unlike France, which has a Napoleonic code that you're guilty until proven innocent, you're innocent until proven guilty, not just in a court of law, but in society. You can't be pointing fingers at people going, prove you're not a rapist. I mean, it's ins- but this is what it is. You're on CNN, and there he is at 9 o'clock, I, 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 and he's a lawyer. You know, don't, don't. Give me that we should be giving anybody the presumption of innocence. Oh, no. No, we want to be a Stalin-esque society that if Joseph feels that you're disloyal, he can put a bullet in your head. That's what we want to be in America. I just, I mean, I just, started, I just started reading the trial by Kafka last night. Um, but, but I only picked it up because, uh, if I remember right, the trial is about a guy who all of a sudden is accused of something, stands trial. He doesn't know what he's even accused of, and well, he's going through a trial. This is this this struck me last night as I saw one of her conditions was that Kavanaugh had to answer to the charges before she testified. Right. I mean, this how is, is that so even? How is that just or fair? So out of control. And this is what you've seen in colleges when you had uh, any any student who was accused of anything had to go before a star chamber, and they were basically thrown out um, before any evidence was presented. Right. And this is what Chris Cuomo wants. And I'm going to read that Kafka book right after I finish addicted to outrage. Wow. Well, I I uh, I appreciate that, Bill, and. I really, truly do believe that you're, you got up at 6 to read it this morning, too. I, uh, with everything in me, I believe that. Uh, all right. Bill O'Reilly. Hang on just a second from BillOReilly.com. Uh, his book is uh, coming out, and uh, I noticed on Amazon the algorithm says they're frequently bought together. Uh, Bill O'Reilly's new book on, uh, on the death of the Nazis, which is just riveting, and, uh, and my book, which... I think is even more riveting, um, a little smarter, bigger words in mine, I think. Um, word of the day, bigger words. I have some of the best words. Anyway, uh, you can find it now anywhere books are sold. Uh, the audiobook is great, Addicted to Outrage. All right, for most Americans, their, their home is their biggest investment that you're ever going to make. And, you know, we go to investment advisors and we, you know, they have these big offices and, you know, because we're investing money for our retirement but so many times we will we'll go to somebody who's like a cousin or a friend of a friend or somebody who's doing real estate part-time what are you what are we thinking 
real estate is your biggest investment of your life. So when you want to buy or sell a home, get an expert, get somebody, look at this as the business transaction that it is, and get somebody who knows the value of your home, knows how to sell it, knows how to market it, knows how to present it. Not somebody who's doing it part-time or a relative, but somebody who in your area has the best track record. That's what realestateagentsitrust.com is all about. We have over, what, I think 1,500 agents now nationwide. Their word is their bond. They are the experts in the area. They'll know your area and exactly how much your house is worth and how things are selling and what you have to do to move yours. Also, if you're moving to a new area, these people listen to you. And they can help you find a new house. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. So, Bill O'Reilly, what do you think about the woman who has really no evidence at all, no one backing up her story, uh, her friend that said, oh, I heard a buzz about this. Later, the next day, said she was empowered by the Internet to say those things. She doesn't know if it's if it's true and she doesn't want to talk about it. And she deleted the tweet. Um, That's as good as it gets. You have a he said, she said. And this woman is coming on and she is demanding that the uh, GOP, you know, does a does a few things. She said uh, Kavanaugh has to testify first. There are no outside counsels that can question her. Uh, She wants them to subpoena Mark Judge, and uh, she has to have her safety guaranteed. First, uh, the the last one? Okay, fine. Um, What do you think of the other ones? Ridiculous. Um, Look, I appointed all of my viewers on BillOReilly.com as jury members for a civil case regarding the Kavanaugh situation. I said the preponderance of evidence is what you have to rule on. And here's the evidence. When this happened, allegedly happened, um, 36 years ago, was anybody told about it? Okay, who would be told about it? The parents? Of course, right? If this happened and the way she describes it, you would tell your parents. You would assume, or your brother, or your sister, or your best friend. You start there. Why was no one told? No school okay, so report, nothing. You, you could make the case that, you know, uh, a woman, and especially a 15-year-old girl, is embarrassed. I brought it on myself. I don't want to tell don't, my don't parents because I, I was drunk. I, don't, I have a 15-year-old. Um, I don't know anyone, anyone being assaulted who wouldn't tell anyone. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't. It's just not human nature. And then all those years, you don't tell anybody. Nothing happens until a marital session, a counseling session, where the uh, therapist writes down that the uh, Dr. Ford said there were four boys in the room. And now Dr. Ford says there were two boys in the room and says the therapist made a mistake. Therapists don't make those kinds of mistakes. That's an amazingly traumatic experience. All right? They don't make those kinds of mistakes. So I'm presenting evidence Evidence that Dr. Ford herself has confirmed, not evidence that Bill O'Reilly's pulled out of the air. And I'm just saying to myself, if you look at the pattern of what she says happened, and then you look at who she has hired to represent her, the most progressives in the country, it's 
you can't not draw a political implication. It's impossible. So you did the civil, you know, the the uh, civil court, uh, yes. which convicted O.J. Simpson. Uh, the the standard in 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 civil court is just a preponderance of evidence, not right. Uh, right. beyond and a reasonable what I doubt. My listeners to evaluate um, because right. in criminal court you can't do it. Number one, there were no charges filed. All right, and number two, there isn't one shred of evidence from that night. She doesn't even know where it happened. So how could you possibly have an and, investigation? <coughs> how? And you you also have a pattern in um, in recent history of one woman saying something, which opens up the floodgate for all these other women to say something. There did hasn't been the anyone. Did you see the Hollywood ad put out by Move On? Did you yes. see those actresses, Julianne Moore and those other people? Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, it, that, that just, it, it depressed me. I go, are you American citizens or what? I mean, what are you doing? And everybody says Salem witch hunt, Salem, Salem. This is Salem. This is exactly what happened there. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com will continue our discussion here in just a second and, and get his opinion on what happens next. Uh, what does he see coming uh, next week with the hearings and testimony. Bill O'Reilly, uh, just would like to know if this is one of those days that you say, man, I wish someone would take the president's phone away from him. He has uh, he has just tweeted. Uh, I have no doubt that if the attack on Dr. Ford was as bad as she said, charges would have been immediately filed with local law enforcement authorities by either her or her loving parents. I ask that she brings those filings forward so we can learn the date and the time and the place. Should the president be tweeting and getting involved in this? Mm, I'm not sure. I think that um, with all modesty, he did that because he read... Um, my message of the day yesterday, which said exactly the same thing. Yeah, I, I, you know they, I believe no, you're. Monitor. I be, believe they you're right. Me. They monitor me. Can I? May I read you two paragraphs of today's BillOReilly.com message of the day? May sure. I? It, just very sure, short. Sure, sure. And yeah. I'll, I'll read it slow so Stu, Stu can you know, keep up. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. The Judge Kavanaugh Christine Ford case is now expanding to the midterm election. There is no question that Dr. Ford's lawyers working with the Democratic Party are trying to embarrass Republicans and bait the party into denigrating the accuser. So this situation is no longer solely a possible criminal act designed to derail a nominated Supreme Court justice. Now it has become a national election issue designed to cripple President Trump. And that's exactly what's happening. Now, Trump took the bait. He took it. Now, you have to ask, is that a good or bad thing? I believe that the tide of public opinion is turning against Christine Ford at this point, Friday. That could change by Monday. But right now, I think that people are saying, you know what? We've had enough of this. We have had enough of the accusations, and there are... So many holes and and arrogance. We won't do this. We won't do that. You have to do this. Americans don't like that, Beck. They don't. They're standing back. They want to know what happened. 
They want the truth. But I'm telling you, I'm feeling the winds change here. Okay, so I I would agree with you. Um, I I just had dinner um, here in Los Angeles with somebody uh, last night who is a is a liberal. Everybody here is a liberal, um, and uh, and he said this Kavanaugh stuff is nuts. It's crazy. I don't yeah. believe her. He said the uh, Democratic Party, if if they continue to do this kind of stuff and run left, he said, I I don't know who I'll vote for. He said, if they run Cory Booker, Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren, he said, I, I can't vote for him. I can't vote for any of those people. He said, so I don't know what I'm going to do. And and this is coming from a guy who works in Hollywood uh, and he's a Democrat. He better not huh? say anything. No, no, no. He's he right. His no, job he will be uh, right out the window in that totalitarian thing out there. Yeah. Look, what, what you're having now is I would never say that I don't believe Dr. Ford. I, I would never say that because I don't know. Correct. And I'm a fact-driven guy. I uh, so far in this conversation, which I think has been excellent between you and me, <laughs> yes. we have presented facts. We've stayed away from speculation and politics. Facts, okay? And that's what everybody needs to see. But once you get into a position where your radical left attorney, all right, a woman who disparaged Paula Jones and stuck up for Al Franken, when that woman is telling the Senate Judiciary Committee, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do this or we're not showing up. Once you get there, Fair-minded Americans are going to say, you know what? Blank you. And that's what's happening. So, so Bill, uh, what are the ramifications if, you know, she put all of these ridiculous restrictions, you know, that Kavanaugh has to testify before her? Yes. I mean, it's that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So, but they but they're shrewd in the sense they put Grassley, the head of the Judiciary Committee, in a real vise, because if Grassley says, you don't tell me what to do, then he doesn't want to know the truth. Then he's persecuting the victim. Then the Republican Party don't care about women. You see? Right. Set it up that unless you do it my way, that you don't care about. Here's what I would here's what I would like everybody in Washington to start caring about. And that is. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, which boils down to care about all humans, care about every single American and their rights. This has huge, huge ramifications if if because I think personally we are down now to the whole country is going to watch if she cries and is sympathetic, the the uh, the sympathy will change. She doesn't need any more evidence. It's now just down to which one is more sympathetic, which one is uh, is puts on a better show, and coupled with which one will the media get behind. We already know yeah, the we first know what one. That's going to be. Right. That's a good point. Um, but I think there's a little bit more to it than that because I think the battle lines are hardened, and I think a lot of people have already made up their minds, even though. I think they should keep an open mind on this. Uh, but I think a lot of people have said, you know, he's making it up or he did it. Um, but you have a, a situation that is out of control and being used now, not only to derail Kavanaugh, but to get Trump. 
And that's what people ought to know. That connection is now being established. I'll go back to the first thing I said. Who is paying Dr. Ford's lawyers? Who is paying them? And, of course, the press would never ask that question or bother to look, because when you find out who's paying, you'll see that it is a arch leftist group and big money's going in. All right. Let me change subjects. Kind of. Let me go overseas. This story broke yesterday, and I saw an op-ed from Jonathan Turley on it. The far-right political leader, Marine Le Pen, has been ordered into psychiatric evaluations after she posted graphic images of bodies of people executed by the Islamic State. She was accused under French laws, criminalization, different forms of speech, laws that um, are rolling back free speech all over the, the continent. Posting the pictures meant she was charged now as circulating violent messages that incite terrorism or pornography or serious harm human dignity. Um, uh, and that can also be uh, viewed by a minor. She also posted pictures after the Paris terror attacks of um, the images of the, the U.S. journalist that had been desecrated or decapitated uh, in that attack. And uh, she wrote uh, Daesh this. She's now being brought in to see if she knows the difference between right and wrong and can answer questions truthfully if she knows what reality is then she's going to go to trial and she could receive nine years for posting accurate pictures of what islamic extremists do to people any thoughts i think it's a great opportunity for ms le pen um you know because people are going to say um it happened and she's warning us of what this group is capable of so why are you making her a martyr so if she wants to be joan of arc you know i'm keeping it in france thank you um she can be um so you you use the insanity of i see what they're trying to do over in uh, france and other countries they don't want to incite people against muslims so that they're not beat up on the streets i understand um, it's almost like our legislation here, our hate crime legislation here. But Le Pen, and, and she's a shrewd person, um, she'll use this for her benefit. Okay, so wait a minute, hang on. It's not like it is over here, because you could post pictures of uh, the Klan lynching people, and as long as it's clearly marked, this is what the Klan is, That's that's nobody's going to do anything no, about that. No, no, that. But, but there are laws on the books here where you cannot threaten somebody um that's what i meant so if you're walking down the street and there's a muslim person and you go over to the muslim person and say you're a member of isis and uh, you ought to get out of here and uh, i want to hurt you or something like that you'll be arrested um you can't do that so that's what the the law in france is designed to stop they don't want that kind of um um confrontation to take place britain has it too britain has it too so um, you're in a position now where, yes, are they impeding freedom of speech and expression? Certainly they are. They don't value that on the continent um, as much as we used to. I don't think we do anymore because our totalitarian left is wiping out free speech 
Um, you know, if you to go back to the Kavanaugh for a second, if you speak out and say, um, you know, I may not believe this, then you are attacking women. All women deserve to be believed. I mean, that crazy senator from Hawaii, Maisie Hirano. Um, oh, no, uh, Kavanaugh did it. And don't you dare say he didn't do it, because if you do, then you're attacking women. I mean, come on. That's where we are, and that's where we're heading, into that area where you can't even question an accusation or an allegation anymore. And if you do, then you should be punished. If you question it, you should be punished. And Maisie will be the first one to try to do that. It is um, It's truly frightening to see how close we are to being dragged over the threshold back into the dark ages where you could be oh yeah i mean exactly right people they don't understand that in a totalitarian society you are not allowed to dissent and in hollywood beck you're in sitting in hollywood are you allowed to dissent if you work in the show business industry beck are you allowed No. Okay. If you're in the Democratic Party, are you allowed to vote for Judge Kavanaugh without (laughs) having your campaign funds cut off by Chuck Schumer? Okay? No, you're not. No. You're not. You're not allowed. That's Stalinism. You're not seeing that on the right. As crazy as some of those right-wingers are, you don't see that kind of you're not allowed, but you see it on the left, and it is openly accepted by the media. You are not allowed to walk into the New York Times newsroom if you are a reporter wearing a Make America Great Again hat. You are not allowed. Everybody should know what's happening here. It is frightening, and it's going like a speed train. It really is. It's it's picking up speed, going faster and faster. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Thank you very much. Appreciate sure. it. And Killing the SS out October 9th. Buy it with Beck's book. Get those two right in your house. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Bill. Okay. All right. I want to talk to you about uh, FilterBuy. <clears throat> FilterBuy is our uh, sponsor. There's so much crap in the air. Uh, and you know, that's what the filter is supposed to do instead of just recirculating all of the crap, all of honestly, oh, this is so gross to me. The dust is dead skin. Uh, all of, all of that stuff supposed to be filtered out. So we just don't keep blowing the same stuff through. It also, um, uh, is captured in that filter and that filter, if you don't change it, what happens is it forces your, your, uh, air filter, your air handling system to work harder and work harder to suck the air through that dirty filter. That's really hard and expensive in the end. We're supposed to change our filters. I don't even know. What, every six months, every three months? I don't know. More than I, I've lived in my house now for six years. If, if, it, if, I, if it wasn't for my wife or we hadn't had, you know, HVAC, uh, you know, problems in the past... I, I, I don't think I would have even thought about changing my filter. I just, I, I'm, okay, I'm a little lazy. Anyway, but my wife says, got to change the filter. Okay, dear. So you go and buy one. Here's an idea. Filterbuy.com. 
America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They'll make them custom. They make them here in the United States. They've got like 600 different sizes. They'll deliver it so you have it tomorrow. But also, they will save you 5% if you just put yourself on a list that says, my air handling system says I need it every six months. They'll just send it to you every six months. So, you know, you open up your door, there's your air filter. You're like, oh, crap, it's been six months already. And you change the air filter and you're done. That is convenient. That's the way you should be handling your your air filter. So you're not thinking about it all the time. Filter by. They'll save you time. They'll save you money. You'll breathe better and save you a huge expense on your HVAC system, uh, you know, because it's it's working too hard. Filter, B-U-Y dot com. That's filter by dot com. Go there now. Filter by dot com. Welcome to the program. It is Friday. We're glad you're here. I've been uh, reading some of the reviews now that uh, people have had a few days with the book, and I'm I'm just thrilled to read the reviews and uh, and thank you so much for the uh, for the support. Uh, the sales so far uh, look to be really good. We we have no idea um, until next week, but we're we're very grateful that you would take the time and your hard earned money and and read the book. Uh, it is. I think the most important book that I have written since um, uh, Common Sense. Uh, get the audiobook. Download it on Audible. It is, it's really good. I worked really hard on this book, but then I went in and did 35 hours. It runs about 15, uh, 15 hours, um, but it's it's really good. Um, and uh, especially if you if you listen to audiobooks, this is a great audiobook. And you can uh, grab it at audio uh, or Audible or, you know, iTunes or wherever. Um, but it is Addicted to Common Sense. Please read it. Please review it. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, next, uh, next week, it's Addicted to Outrage. You can get it. Uh, and, uh, and next week, I want to start hearing from people. I want to start reaching out to you if you've read it. I'd love to hear your questions or your thoughts or your arguments. Addicted to Outrage. It's available everywhere including Audible. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Glenn Beck. Well, here's another victory for the uh, tone-deaf feminists here in America. Manspreading is now on the decline. Meanwhile, Muslim window, uh, women in India have just been given the legal right to have a say in their own divorce. If you're a Muslim woman under Sharia law, uh, you can uh, you can use the uh, triple. Uh, I think it's talak, and what that means is I think I think I think it's pronounced talak. Excuse me if if I'm hitting this wrong, but it's talak talak talak, which means I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. You say it three times. Uh, Beetlejuice shows up and you are divorced, but it is it's only for the men. Well, now, Indian women have been saved from the uh, the triple talak. It's now been outlawed as a form of instant divorce in in Islam until until now. Muslim men have been legally allowed to instantly divorce their wives just by saying Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. How's that for women's rights? How's that for human rights, for that matter? 
By the way, just so nobody's upset, I just I want to break in with the news again. Man's man spreading is down here in America. It's down. Men are not sitting like they used to in. I mean, as as much as they used to. It's still happening. Yes, you're still oppressed. Things are horrible, uh, but it is on the decline. Why haven't the fourth wave feminists like Linda Sarsour taken to the streets to protest the vile treatment of women? In places like India? I know, it's such a stupid question, because we all know. We all know, she knows, everybody around her knows. But it is worth mentioning that the bill faced a lot of opposition, both among the public and within the government, meaning that there is a problem of widespread systematic misogyny in India. You remember Hillary Clinton speaking to the people of India and talking about how racist and sexist we are here in america widespread systematic misogyny in india seems like something that protesters from the kavanaugh hearings should be you know riled up by on account of their convictions to fight the patriarchy and the oppression of women because they are concerned about those things right because i can tell you a country a region really with habitual government-wide oppression of women I think is much bigger than a problem uh, that we're now facing this week of he said, she said with Brett Kavanaugh. You know, those dramatic outfits that the protesters are wearing, you know, for the Kavanaugh hearing, you know, they're, they're dressed as the uh, hands made handmade tail. That took a lot of woman, a, a lot of work from women here. And uh, it's shameful. It really is. And, of course, they're all convinced that it's coming here in America. But do you know that Muslim women throughout the Middle East, Asia, they have to wear those? And, in fact, it's much worse. And they have to wear it on a daily basis. And it's starting to spread all over the world. See, the difference is here, you went to a costume store and you rented that. Or maybe you made it yourself. And uh, you didn't have to ask your man to take you to the fabric store to get the fabric. You just made it. It's not dress-up time in other countries. It's actually a living hell for women. Millions of women. Tens of millions of women. Is anybody, is anybody in the feminist movement actually care about women? Or do you just want to use women so you can gather enough people to flood the streets so you can all scream orange man bad it's friday september 21st you're listening to the glenn beck program i don't want to talk um about the details of kavanaugh because i'm tired of talking about it this week there's nothing to talk about there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing new. There's there's new perversions of the system, but there's no new facts to this. In fact, facts that we started with on Monday were very few. But some of those facts have been withdrawn from the people who stated those facts, saying that well they were they were empowered by the internet and now they have to retract it. They've deleted those posts. They've deleted those uh, those testimonies that I I heard buzz when I was in high school. 
In fact, the one who the one who wrote that after being asked to be on all kinds of shows, uh, she said, I was empowered by the Internet. I, I didn't I didn't know that I was going to have to answer to this on all kinds of TV shows. I don't know what happened. I I I, I, I had to delete the tweet. But then she said, then she said. But it accomplished everything I wanted it to accomplish. What, what, what was it you wanted to accomplish? What is that? <clears throat> I know. I know people want to win. And there is real evil that we're facing. This is evil. I, I really think, you know, anytime you are trying to destroy someone uh, and and that becomes more important than the facts, because we don't have any facts. Any any fair jury that is not uh, on the left or the right, we get a, we get an alien. We get we get the smartest group of people. Women. We get the smartest group of women ever born. We reanimate them. They come back alive, but they have no idea what is going on in our society today. They just know the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and they know the judicial system. And we give them the facts that have been outlined so far, but they don't have a horse in this game. They're still rubbing, you know, the dirt out of their eyes. They're still rubbing the dirt out of their eyes. If we give them the facts, do you honestly believe they would say anything other than, yeah, but what are the facts? Where did it happen? Do you have another witness? How, how, wait. So she only told one other person, and it was the psychiatrist, but... Even that story that he wrote down, is he a competent psychiatrist? How did he write the story down incorrectly? It's a pretty big deal. How did he write that down? And if he made that mistake, is he credible now? And that was the only time she said anything. The story is different, and she never mentioned him before. What does he say? Well, um, dead ladies of America... You know, you you former geniuses that have been in the ground that we've just done a Frankenstein with. Let me just tell you this. Next week, the accuser is going to testify. And so we're going to answer all of those questions. But she's only going to testify if he answers the charges before she testifies. Wouldn't one of the dead smart people say, how can... Wait, how how can how can he answer to charges that he hasn't heard yet? Wouldn't another dead person say, "Wait, you guys are still your America, right? You still using the constitution?" Yeah. And you got the jury thing? Yeah. I mean, I always remember maybe you've changed it. I always remember the the prosecution goes first. Because when I was alive, uh, you were you were innocent until proven guilty. No American had to prove their innocence. Someone else had to prove their guilt. Yeah, I know. Well, we're we're still doing that in the court, but we're not we're not doing that in you know in real life. 
Wouldn't another dead smart woman that from the past that we reanimated say, what, what do you mean you're not using that in real life, only in the court system? What, what's the difference between that and real life? Isn't it, isn't it more important to be able to make decisions in your everyday life? Isn't it more important? Otherwise, couldn't you just smear anyone? Then I think we might, then, then I think we might, we might, not necessarily, but we might, if we have reanimated Carolyn Bryant, she might step to the plate and she might remind us of something. And you'd say to yourself, we're not going to reanimate Carolyn Bryant. I mean, why? Until you remember who Carolyn Bryant is. I'll give you a second to catch up on that. And then I'll I'll talk to the dead people in our little jury and try to guess what those dead people might say and might want to remind us of in a minute. You ever taken your car in for an oil change and the mechanic finds something wrong? <laughs> hey, that's perfect because i don't have the money now to pay for that so can you not do that to the car please because <laughs> oh you have to or i or it won't drive anymore perfect i remember driving down and seeing the check engine light uh and being on the uh and being on the highway and the car breaks down and then you're there you know standing there now you look at that car engine light and it warns you. We're not breaking down necessarily on the side of the road because it warns you. Get into service right now. Something's wrong with me. But you would you would break down. And if that check engine light goes on, most Americans, they they know, I can't afford that. I've, I can't have. No, 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 no. You need an extended vehicle protection, uh, a shield. Car shield provides them. You don't have to worry about the unexpected surprises. If your car breaks down after the manufacturer's warranty expires, you could be out of pocket for thousands of dollars to get it fixed. Replacing your engine can cost thousands. A simple repair, a sensor, a sensor can cost you a thousand bucks. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic do it. The dealership doesn't matter. It's your choice. You're not waiting for the money. CarShield pays them directly. They also provide you with 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car when yours is being fixed for free. If your car has 5,000, 150,000 miles on it, doesn't mean you have to pay the high repair bills. Car Shield administrators are going to pay that for you already. They've paid $2 billion out to Americans already. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100. 800-CAR-6100. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com and use the promo code BECK. Save 10%. Carshield.com. Promo code BECK. A deductible may apply. Uh, put a council of dead women uh, together, dead American women. Okay, because you know we can go to space and we can get an alien to come down and look at uh, look what we have. Or let's take Americans who understand us but are completely removed from politics, completely removed from politics. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dig up a couple of women from the past and I'm gonna ask them to uh, help us understand the the Judge Kavanaugh uh, situation. 
And the first person I'm going to bring back to life is uh, Carolyn Bryant. And I just I just want to ask her uh, what she thinks of us just taking uh, the the accuser's testimony and saying that's the only thing we have to go on. Should we believe just the accuser, even if the evidence is thin? I think Carolyn uh, Bryant, now maybe in 1955, if I bring her back and she only remembers 1955, she might have a different answer. But when she dies, 2008, she comes out at the end of her life and says, uh, okay, I I've lied. I lied. Emmett Till did not grab me by the waist and and utter profanities at me. See, the mob went and killed Emmett Till. They beat him to death. Beat him so hard, one of his eyes popped out. Then they took a bunch of stones and they threw him in the water and they just tried to submerge him, but eventually they found him. He had an open casket. He had an open casket because his mother just kept saying, no, I want people to see what they've done to my boy. The reason the reason why justice was never served there is because of Carolyn Bryant. She's the one who said he whistled at me and then he grabbed me by the, the, the waist and uttered obscenities. She lied. I think Carolyn might say, eh, you know what? Let's have a little more to go on than just the uh, testimony of one. Or how about we dig up Rebecca Nurse or Sarah Good? They were just two of the victims in Salem. Everybody believed, everybody believed little girls. I mean, they're not going to lie, right? They've seen witchcraft happening. This is a witch. And then, of course... You've got a few other people, like the doctor, who says, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, this, uh, this. I think this. I think she's right. I think she's telling the truth." And you know, you have some of the other prominent citizens. What? Well, why was? Why was the mob so wound up? Testimony on people who were lying, but seemed credible at the time. Didn't have any evidence except, you know, of course, magic. You know, a cow dying. Uh, you know, a neighbor tripping. That's, of course, you know, all due to spells. So I think Rebecca Nurse and Sarah Good might say to Americans right now, you know what? The rule of law and and the the social norms that you've always had to where when it's he said, she said, you don't call it either way. And if there is political motivation, money involved and there's no evidence, you probably should not make a move on anything. How about Rio uh, Soto? Rio Soto was a was an artist. She had just put her art into uh, the one of the big San Francisco museums. And then December 1941 happened, and she was Japanese. She was an American. She was born here in American, but uh, in America, but she looked Japanese. So of course she was dangerous. And what happened? 
before December 7th, 1941, about a year or so before, FDR, who was a racist, didn't trust the Japanese, didn't trust any Americans, no matter if you were born here or not, if you look like that, you got to be with them. He sent the Pentagon out to the West Coast and said, can you find out, uh, you know, what's going on? I think we need to put them in an internment camp. The report came back and it was very clear. No, no, no. They're very American. You know, there are some groups out there, but they're very small. But for the most part, the Japanese are with us. They don't like this guy. Well, as soon as he had the excuse on December 7th, he disregarded the advice of the study because of his personal view. And he whipped the nation up into a into a fury and the mob followed along. You know, maybe we should maybe we should dig up the 22 year old uh, Najiba. She didn't really have a trial. Well, kind of. Kind of had a trial. I mean, it's Sharia law. And there's a trial there. And here's how it works in, in Sharia law. You know, something that, uh, in fact, some, something that the founder of the women's movement uh, is for and advocates. Sharia law. Linda Sarsour loves it. Well, uh, we we should dig up uh, Najiba because... Uh, she, she was committing adultery and uh and when i say adultery you might describe it as rape but see here's the great thing about sharia law if a man rapes a woman the man's not at fault it could have been the hijab could have been it could have been that even though she's covered everything but her eyes her eyes were telling him i want you you want me and the man couldn't control himself, so he had to rape. Now, if he, if 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 he wants to call it a rape, uh, you know, and he's and he's prosecuted, well, then it is rape. Could be adultery, but that's her fault again. You know, if she was luring him. Are there any witnesses? Well, it's him against her. And if there are witnesses, well, it's him. But his testimony is worth more. In fact, there have to be three women to equal his testimony of just one. Let's bring her up and say, should we just believe Glenn the one Beck. person that Mercury. has the power? So earlier, I um, said, let's, let's bring some, some dead people uh, back to life on some sort of Frankenstein jury and just ask them, what do you think of this Kavanaugh thing? And, um, you know, I, I just don't want to pull any woman from the past. I, I want, you know, somebody, can we get anybody who, who, you know, understands civil rights one way or another and, uh, and, and people on both sides of the aisle, but they have seen this kind of thing before because they might have something to teach us. And I put Carolyn Bryant on, uh, she's the accuser of, uh, Emmett Till. Let's bring her back to life. What would she say about believing the accuser? Well, seeing that her her deathbed confession was, I have to tell you, I lied. She might say, you know, the accuser is not always right. Any woman that we brought back from the dead, recent, recently, freshly dead, who's been uh, stoned to death by Sharia law, 
because the men have the power, might say, wait, 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 slow down. Don't listen to the accuser or don't listen to the don't listen to just one witness, especially if you can't refute that because the entire thing is stacked against the woman. That's not what we have here. That's what they want you to believe we have, that the whole deck is stacked against women, but it's not. I think they would say facts first. Here are the facts. Here are the facts. And if they remember the facts, well, then we put an equal amount of credibility and we look for other facts. But we don't just listen to one witness or just pit him versus her because then it becomes about who has power who is more valued in society or who the better actor is which hunts i think they would all say don't go along with the mob mccarthy hearings i think they would say don't no 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 don't necessarily listen to the accuser they might be under duress they might have another reason for calling me out japanese internment there was no evidence at all in fact the evidence was the other direction every time Every single time we do things where we're not looking at the facts and we're not saying, look, give me the facts. And to be able to do this to another human being, there better be a lot of facts because I'm taking away their freedom. I'm taking away their life. I'm taking away their their uh, their right to pursue happiness. Remember, that's our motto. That that's our mission statement as a country. Life, liberty pursuit of happiness we're not talking about his life we're not talking about kavanaugh's liberty he's not going to jail we're talking about his ability to work based on what his reputation is going away he can he will not find work we're saying you can't pursue your happiness and be on the supreme court because there's one person who doesn't know any details that is saying this this is dangerous because it happens to all of us when it happens to one injustice anywhere is a injustice everywhere I mean, just a few days ago, it was, you know, we should, we have to at least listen to her. We have to at least hear what she has to say. Okay. Now, just a few days later, it's how dare you ask to hear what she has to say? He's got to answer first. And then maybe she'll say, but you're not going to ask her questions. How dare you? It's an upside down world that looks an awful lot like the Red Square, uh, a Red Scare. Witch hunts uh, looks uh, an awful lot like Emmett Till looks an awful lot like Sharia law does not look like America. Let's slow down here and apply principles that we all know are true. Pat Gray from the Pat Gray Radio Roundup is uh, on with us now. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of outrage and um, rightly so. I I think you'll agree because... uh, the left is, they're loving, they're inclusive, and, uh, and no doubt they're in the right. <clears throat> because, I mean, he obviously did this. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, some of the messages that the family is getting, you know, the uh, uh, law enforcement, the CIA has said, 
that uh, told told uh, CNN that the family's gotten credible threats against their lives. Can you um, imagine? His wife got messages like this. Please tell your rapist, lying, cheating, corrupt bitch of a husband to put a bullet in his ugly effing skull. My condolences to you for being married to a rapist, although you probably deserve it. F you and your rapist husband. Uh, F you, rapist enabling C-word. Your husband is a liar, thief, rapist, and probably a pedophile. Burn in hell, you worthless effing C-word. <clears throat> One of the worst uh, was, uh, may you, your husband, and your kids burn in hell, you effing pieces of trash. Eat crap. I'll say. So I don't think uh, they said crap. And I no. and I wonder, how do you burn in hell if you don't believe in God? I mean, I, I usually the people on the left don't believe in God. So mm-hmm. yeah. burn in hell really is kind of an empty thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> although I'm, I'm it's gratifying to see how inclusive they are and how loving they are and, um, y- you know, how tolerant they are, because I'd hate to see what would happen with them if they weren't. Wow. I mean, we we don't know anything about this woman. Nobody knows anything about this woman. The the Democrats that are defending her have never met her. They don't know who she is. They don't know what she's saying is true. They don't know anything about it. And yet, uh, everybody's jumping in to defend her now. And everybody's jumping all over the top of of uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. What, it, it, by the way, what is the allegation of being a thief? Where does that even come from? Several of these people are calling him a a thief and a liar, and I don't... I mean, where is all that stuff coming from? A pedophile? Does it, does it, does it matter? Wow. No, it, I, it doesn't. None of it makes any sense. So let me None ask you this. Because you know that the accuser is also getting these kinds of emails. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, people are doing this. Pat, have you, have you ever been this convinced of something with such little evidence. I mean, let me ask you this. No. Are you defending Kavanaugh to that level? No, no way. No way. Right. Why? Uh, uh, because I don't know. I don't know him. I, right. I, I don't know him. So right. uh, I, and there's you, no evidence yet. We haven't had. Right. You know, there's been no due process, so you can't possibly know. Would you would you uh, say where are you right now on his nominations? What should happen? I right now, I think he should be nominated or confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah. If she comes out and she says, "Okay, I haven't uh, said anything until now," but here's the videotape and the picture of him doing this. Any doubt in your mind that you would say, oh, good God, that guy shouldn't be on the Supreme Court? No, of course not. Of course, everybody right. would say that. Right. Everybody would say that. Mm-hmm. All, all of all Republicans. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the people who are living their life with such certitude that they can damn people. Mm-hmm. They can threaten people. They they want to put everybody into a box that you are just a horrible, horrible rapist human being. Mm-hmm. If you say, wait a minute. I, you know, I've I've believed some things. I don't believe other things. I weigh them individually. Uh, you know, I I think the evidence on Keith Ellison is much stronger. I mean, you look at the Keith Ellison. You look at the Keith Ellison stuff. Did you where, see how many people believe him? 
Yeah, five. Yeah, five percent believe that he did it. Five percent uh, of, of Democrats believe Democrats. he did it. Okay, so here is the here's the note from her doctor. Okay, yeah, this is the, this is one of the notes from her doctor uh, in 2017. Um, she states she's in a very stressful uh, environment and has been for years with emotional and physical abuse by a partner with whom she's now separated. She didn't have any physical uh, injuries that required a physical examination. Um, she identifies the individual as inv- that she's involved with as Congressman Ellison, and she's worried about retribution if she identifies him publicly. She feels that she is um, extricating herself from the relationship, and she feels much better and healthier now. So here's documentation. They have tweets. They have video. They have people that she worked with that she would go, look at this tweet. Mm-hmm. And her friends would say, oh, my gosh, you got to get away from this guy. And yet only 5% of people who are going to the polls for Keith Ellison believe all of that. And yet they're willing to condemn Kavanaugh. Yeah, completely. Yeah, 100%. It's, and and on, on the, the, the other interesting element to the Kavanaugh or to the uh, Ellis thing is a couple of weeks ago when she said, Look, I shouldn't have to show you the video. You should just believe me. Well, that created some doubt in my mind for Keith Ellison. I I don't have a lot of certitude even with that one. But but people can jump all over Kavanaugh for something that supposedly happened 36 years ago that he categorically denies, and so do many of his friends and girls that dated him. And there's a lot of people on his side that say there's no way he did this, but they yeah, absolutely by the way, believe he did. And by the way... He made those claims under oath. Right. What's going to happen to Brett Kavanaugh in his career? Not only if he did this, but if she would appear and prevent uh, and present evidence that he did it, uh, mm. he lied under oath. Yeah, he's done. He's. It's not that he's yeah, not he going go to back. jail. Yeah, he's not just go. You know, being dismissed as a Supreme Court nominee, mm-hmm. he will lose his judgeship and he might go to jail. Testifying in front of Congress under oath and lying? You know, I know the Obama administration gets away with it, but I doubt that Brett Kavanaugh would get away with it. <laughs> and I think he's smart enough to know that. Yeah, he's he loses his career if he's guilty. I just don't I I don't believe she has any of that stuff. I, I don't believe she has any kind of Do you of think proof. it's gonna matter if she gets on on Thursday <clears throat> and she's emotional and she cries and she is very, very credible. Do you believe that the um, the Democrats will treat her testimony as they did with a very credible witness who was crying. Uh, uh, oh, shoot. The, the last woman that accused uh, uh, Bill Clinton that was so credible what was it? Juanita Broderick. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do yeah, you think they, they're going to treat her like like they like treated Juanita Broderick? Uh, right. No, I think there'll I be a little so. bit of difference there. Just a little. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's you know, it's it's interesting to to listen to her now, too, because everybody's saying that the FBI should investigate everything Kavanaugh's ever done. And she's she's been saying, uh, yeah, OK, well, if you're going to do that, why don't you start investigating what I've been saying about Bill Clinton for 30 years? How about that? Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been well, it's been longer than 30 years um, that she's been making these claims. Plus, she made them a long time ago. Uh, this woman just barely came forward. 
Well, it's, uh, you know, in the case of uh, the uh, Clinton accusers, they only came forward when he was about to be president. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no, wait. Not all of them did. Others. Right. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Thanks, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. You don't want to miss it. Uh, This weekend, a special podcast uh, Saturday. We have new podcasts on Saturday. This is all fresh new material. This weekend is an amazing uh, interview with uh, Michael Reckenwald. He is the author of a book called uh, Springtime for Snowflakes. He is a former NYU professor. He's ju- he was just kicked out of NYU um, because he started standing up. He's a guy who wrote white papers for the communists. Uh, he was a communist, and he saw what's happening, and he decided, wait a minute, I think communism is going to end up the same way it always has. These people are going to kill people. Uh, no, thank you. He's been speaking out, of course, ostracized. His uh, first nationwide interview is tomorrow, only the podcast, glennbeck.com. You can find it wherever wherever you download your podcast. Subscribe, review, and rate, please, because that helps other people find it. Subscribe, review, and rate. Podcast tomorrow, Glenn Beck Podcast. Sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe, the home security system that I have in my home. It is really, really good. Um, my uh, my son in law actually installed it uh, by his by himself. I shouldn't say that. Um, I was there. I was sitting on the couch doing nothing. But but as all men know, your wife was most likely reading the directions because you didn't. It wasn't too hard to figure out. This is one thing where you really kind of don't need the directions. It's all instinctive. You install it. It takes you about a half an hour to install everything. You're going to save a buttload of money. This is state-of-the-art technology. It's simply safe. Plus, $14.99 a month is all you're going to pay for the monitoring if you want it. And you could have it one month and cancel it for the rest because there's no contract. So it works and is designed and is, is controlled really by you. Top of the line, save a ton of money. Keep your family and your valuables safe with simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. It was 14 years ago today, in the afternoon at 524. I don't remember dates and times and things like that very often. 524 sticks out to me. It was um, the moment that my son was born. And he was handed to me by a very brave teenage girl who decided to give her son up or her baby up for adoption. She was and is a superhero in my my mind. That is one child that was saved from the butchers because she had the strength to carry the child and then give the child away. Rafe, happy 14th birthday. I love you, son. You're a light in my sky. Glenn Beck, Mercury.